Poo-Poo and the Dragons by C.S. Forrester. Chapter 4. It was very nice for Harold. Did you remember that was what Poo-Poo's other name was? When he went to bed, because Horatio used to sleep in the garden leaning against the side of the house, with his neck through Poo-Poo's bedroom window, and his chin resting on the top of the chest of drawers where Poo-Poo could see him, and of course Poo-Poo was very excited, and he found it hard to go to sleep and for one reason or another Poo-Poo decided that he was going to be a very naughty boy, and would do something which no good boy would dream of doing for a single moment. He got out of bed in his pajamas and looked out of the window, and he thought it would be very nice to go out and find some adventures. He knew it was very late indeed, at least nine o'clock, although he could still hear his father and mother talking downstairs, because they always used to stay up very late. He knew he didn't have a chance to get downstairs and out through the front door without their hearing him, but Horatio was grinning all over his face, with a very wicked look in his eye, and so Poo-Poo pushed the window open a little bit farther and got out on the ledge. Then he sat down with one leg on each side of Horatio's neck, and then, swish, he went sliding down. It was far more exciting than sliding down any banisters that he knew, because Horatio's neck had big bumps all the way down it, the way dragons' necks always do have. And so Poo-Poo went up and down, up and down, just like a roller coaster, down Horatio's neck and along his back, and all the way down his tail, until he fell off at the end among the nasturtiums right down by the garage. He picked himself up and brushed the dirt off his pajamas, while Horatio was very excited and went rushing round and round the garden like a whale in a goldfish bowl. "'Shh!' said Poo-Poo to Horatio, trying to make him be quiet. They crept round to the front of the house and went along a narrow path which grew broader and broader, and the light grew brighter and brighter, until at last they were out in a big street." On the signpost there was an arrow which showed the way to whatever you like for dinner, and another arrow saying, whatever you like to do, and another arrow said, come this way and see what happens. So Poo-Poo looked at Horatio, and Horatio looked at Poo-Poo, and they both looked at the arrows, and Poo-Poo said, I vote we go and see what happens. And Horatio nodded and smiled and wagged his tail, and so off they went up the street to where there were two springboards. And Poo-Poo went along one springboard, and Horatio went along the other, and Poo-Poo—it is a long time since I asked you what his other three names were—said, One, two, three. And they jumped off the springboards, and they slid down through the air with the wind playing tunes around them, so that Poo-Poo found himself laughing out loud, and Horatio twisted his head round and laughed as well, until they fell splash into a pool of liquid silver. As Horatio swam about in it, he raised big silver waves, and as Poo-Poo swam, the silver wetted his pajamas, until it looked as if he were dressed in a silver suit." When they came out on the other side, the bank was all glittering with diamonds, which stuck to Poo-Poo's silver clothes, so that as he ran about he sparkled and glittered in the light. And the great surprise was that as they ran along they found themselves at the back door again. It was quite a job for Poo-Poo to get back into his bedroom window, because Horatio's neck was much harder to climb up than to slide down. But Poo-Poo puffed, and he pulled, and he pulled, and he puffed, as he got himself over one bump after another, until at last he pulled himself up over the window and got back into bed. 
He had forgotten all about his nice new pajamas until his mother asked him about them the next morning, and then he had to explain where they came from. And Poopoo's mother said, "'I think they look very nice, and you can have them to wear the next time you're to stay with friends.'" End of chapter 4, read by Kara Schallenberg, www.kray.org, on Friday, July 12, 2013, in San Diego, California.